Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. This is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. I have a really amazing guest for you this week. I'm here with Dr. Alan Leica. He is a former cosmetic dermatologist, but he is here to share a miracle story with us. I think it's a miracle anyways, and I'm so happy to share him with you. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Leica. You know, it's, I'm so happy to be here. The gremlins were all out this morning trying to prevent us to get together, but you know, we've been able to overcome it. We can always overcome everything with the right attitude and the right temperament. A lot of that takes persistence, and today took a lot of persistence, but boy, we're here now, and I'm so happy to be here. Dr. Leica's story is one of healing from ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. For any of the listeners who don't really know what that is, Dr. Leica, could you just give us a little information about it? ALS is one of the worst diagnoses you could ever have. ALS is also called Lou Gehrig's disease because a famous baseball player for the New York Yankees called Lou Gehrig uh, was afflicted by this disease. And he went from being the peak of his career to dead within six months. And that's the, the prognosis with Lou Gehrig's disease. Once a person gets diagnosed with it, it literally is a death sentence. It's a disease that affects the nerves and it eventually affects the respiratory system and a person stops breathing. And it's a rapidly progressive disease and it's, it's not a nice disease to have. Now, I was diagnosed with it back in 2003. First, it came about because I was walking in Disneyland with my dear wife, Lucy, and my youngest daughter. It was spring break. And my wife turned to me and said, what's wrong with you, hon? I said, uh, for once, I hadn't thunk anything wrong. I hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, so I was really taken out of the blue. But she persisted, what's wrong with you? I said, dear, I really don't know what you're talking about. She said, listen to your foot. I said, what do you mean, listen to my foot? She, my foot had suddenly developed a right foot drop. It was slapping on the pavement with every step. So it was making an audible slap. Now, normally your foot lifts up all by itself and does it automatically. But my foot was not behaving itself. So then she turned to me and she said, "Hun, when we get back, you better get this checked out. Now, when your wife tells you to get something checked out, you better listen. And I did what I was told. So I got every test known to man. I got CAT scans. I got brain scans. I got scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day, Linda? They showed absolutely nothing. The doctors were perplexed. They thought I had a brain tumor. They thought I had a slip disc. The test showed nothing. So I ended up going to a world-class neurologist, a guy that was supposed to know all the answers. What he told me is, you better be sitting down when I, when I tell you this, Dr. Leica. I said, why? I have a, a, a drop right foot. He said, no, you don't. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. You're going to be dead in six months. You better get your affairs in order. Now, I was taken aback by that, Linda. I shot back, can you prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, on autopsy. So I shot back again. I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. So then started my epic journey. I started on a quest. I really had to find out what was wrong. So I 
something was invented back then that was just starting. It was called the internet. It was a very primitive beast. We did not have Google. We did not have search engines like we had today. You had to get on by using a language called DOS because our computers had very little memory. So you had to use that language to get on. Now I was a doctor, so I had a lot of computer friends. They knew about it. So they got me in touch with things. And I started to look for all diseases that looked like ALS, but were not ALS. And I found a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by the name of David Martz, that really had some of the answers for me because he was afflicted just like I had, but he progressed much more rapidly and he was on his deathbed. Now, he was such a well-known doctor, doctors from around the world were coming to say goodbye to him. So a doctor from Texas came up and looked at David and said, David, I don't think you have ALS. I don't think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. David only could whisper at that time. He said, what do I have? He said, I think you have chronic Lyme's disease. That's the bite of a tick that leaves a chronic neurological illness that looks just like ALS. And guess what? I think you have it. So, well, can we treat this? He said, yes. And if I'm right, you will get rapidly better. He started on treatment and just like Lazarus, he arose from the dead. He started doing everything right then, right there. So I knew I had to get in touch with David. I knew this guy had some secrets that I needed to know and I needed to have right then, right there. So what I did was I phoned all the hospitals in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You know, a doctor can get in touch with any doctor anytime he wants to, if he's persistent enough. And I caught up with David at the Methodist Hospital in Colorado Springs. And we talked, we talked for hours. Now, uh, you're from Ottawa, so you know our schedule is different than the Americans, but it was Thanksgiving weekend. And David said, come on down to see me immediately. And I said, I can't, David, my wife's having 50 people over. He said, aren't there any planes in Canada? So with that, I knew I had to go down. So I talked to my wife. I tell her I'm going to be gone. She said, yes, you must. If something's going to help you, you must go down. So I, I got down to Colorado Springs, Colorado. I first flew from Edmonton to Denver. Great flight. But then I got on this little, little puddle jumper plane from Denver to Colorado Springs. It was only a 15-minute flight, but it was the flight from hell. Because what happens at the end of the day, the air comes off the desert and causes the plane to go through eddies and it drops like 100 feet in seconds. So it does it over and over and over again. It's like the drop of doom over and over and over again. So after that 15-minute flight, I crawled off the plane. I was literally grieved. And there was David on the tarmac to meet me. Back then, that was allowed. David was a well-known doctor. He had a guest coming, so he met me on the tarmac. So he took me uh, to a coffee shop and took me to his office. We talked for hours. He said, Dr. Laika, I think history is repeating itself. And I'm going to start you on treatment. And if I'm right, you're going to get better. And so for the next 16 years, I maintained my status as one of the top cosmetic doctors in the world. Uh, for the last four years, I've been writing a book called The Secrets of Living a Fantastic Life, and I've co-authored that with another young lady by the name of Harriet Tinka. You know, when you go through something like this, Linda, you can go either way. You can go mean, you can go hard, you can turn into a really cynical person, or you can follow the other path. 
you can find the path of enlightenment. You really can find the good things that are going on and you can share them. And that's what I've chosen to do, Linda, is to find the path of enlightenment and share them with everybody else. I say that I found 13 golden pearls, 13 pearls of wisdom that everybody can take and enhance their life right now. Now, you know, we're going through a terrible time in the world right now of COVID, where a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people have lost their lives and a lot of people have been affected by this, but also a lot of people are unemployed because the economies are shut down. Well, I'm hoping these golden pearls will reinvigorate them. I hope they will take them to a life that was even better before COVID came across. And that's what it's all about. My uh, co-author calls it from tragic to magic. And I'd like people to be magically affected by all this. Well, I definitely agree with you, Dr. Leica, that your thoughts and your perspective, your outlook on life, on your situation, it really impacts what's possible for you. That's for my own self, that is uh, totally the truth. I, I find it quite interesting, your story of how you, how you kind of rebelled against the diagnosis and found something that worked for you that also gave you hope. Well, you know, one of my golden pearls is, Linda, is something called tenacity. And tenacity is persistence with an attitude. And, you know, one of the things that I think makes us survive and makes things is tenacity. Today, when we couldn't get on the radio show together, on this podcast together, we really had to have tenacity. We had to try one thing and then another and then another. But because of that tenacity, we're on this podcast today. We're right here talking to everybody and we're getting it all done. You know, it's an amazing world when you keep trying. And, you know, I think, I can't remember which great thinker it was, but, you know, the difference between uh, failure and success is trying 10 times and failing at nine of them. And, you know, it, the people that really are successful are the ones that keep going despite failure. You know, failure is one of our greatest teachers. It, it really teaches us is the lesson of how we can persist. Uh, you know, Mr. Edison, when he was inventing the light bulb, tried over and over and over and over to get this. And each time he met a failure, he said, nope. All I did was find something else that won't work. And so he became a genius in inventing the light bulb only because he persisted. And, and that's the nature of life is those that are successful are those that are really persistent. And in my book, I go through how, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln was one of the most persistent people in the world and how he kept trying and trying and trying till he became president. But he met with failure over and over and over again. So I, I think this is the persistence that I'd like everybody to have, that tenacity. And that's how we get to the end point. So I'm curious, do you think that that is an inborn quality? Do you think that is something that everyone can develop? You know, I think in many things, we have some inborn qualities, okay? All of us are born with certain tendencies. 
But I think 99% of what we actually behave at and, and do are learned. And we learn different things along the way. So I think people can learn a better way. They can do better things. You know, I, I think um, a lot of it, you know, some people are, are have a tendency to throw in the marbles when things are bad. And that's a tendency. But, you know, you, the people that, that can be unlearned, as I say, that can be moved on from. We can all move on from something if we let it happen. We really can be a different person if we let it happen. Every day is a new day. But what you got to be do, willing to do is move on from the things that are keeping you enchained, imprisoned, so to speak, the things that keep you mentally and physically bound to things. And, you know, the other day I was on an interview with a fascinating person, Rodney Flowers, that has a show called Get Up. Rodney was a person that had a spinal cord injury when he was in high school. 10 years ago, he decided to walk. He was a quadriplegic till that point. So here's a person with an injury that's not supposed to get better, yet he was able to overcome it. So I think almost everything in life is, is overcomable. Nothing is insurmountable if you have the right attitude. And one thing I'm, I'm hoping I'm pushing on everybody or telling everybody is this enthusiasm that carries the day. So if you wake up in the morning and are grumpy and miserable, your day is not going to be a good day. And, and I'd like to share a little story from our book, if I can, Linda. The story really carries that message to the nth degree. And every one of our chapters, the 13 Golden Pearls chapters, has a story in it to help carry you into the next level of meaning. And I'm going to tell you about Fred the Carpenter. Fred was getting old. He was 65. He really did not want to. He did not want to work anymore. He had lost that enthusiasm that guided him through his whole life. And the important thing about all this is he needed to, he, he needed to quit. He just didn't have it anymore. So he went to his boss, threw his keys on his desk and said, I'm done. This is my last day. The boss was really taken aback because he was his best carpenter. He really loved this guy and knew he had done amazing work. So he said, Fred, you know, I really need you to do just one more job for me. Can you do that? Just one more little thing. And Fred said, well, because you're you, you boss, yes, I will. I loved working here. It was my best job I've ever had. And I, I really loved it. So for you, I will do this thing. But you know, his heart wasn't into it. Um, his, so the boss said, okay, can you just make me one more house then? He said, okay, one more house. That's easy, you know, but he dragged his ass to work every day. He barely got the job done. It was done with shoddy workmanship. It was not up to his usual standards. He just hated uh, going to work. And when he was done, the house barely passed inspection. So when he was done, he gave the keys to his boss and said, I'm out of here. He said, just wait a minute, Fred. Called everybody around, you know. He said, this is Fred. He's been our best uh, carpenter for all these years. And I'm so happy he worked for us. And I've got a special present for him. These are the keys to his house that he's going to enjoy for the rest of his life. 
I hope he enjoys it with all the enthusiasm he brought to the table for me over all these years. Now, can you picture how different that story would be, Linda, if he brought his usual enthusiasm to the game? It wasn't asking for much. It was just a little bit of enthusiasm that really made the difference for him. It was just a small thing, but it makes all the difference. And it's a great metaphor because we are literally building our life, the house of our life, if you like, with our thoughts and our attitudes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I say, Linda. I think every day we build our house, we do it slowly. We literally do that with little, little baby steps. And it's the baby steps that make the whole power as it goes on. So we got to be careful about that. We got to be careful how we do that. And it should be done with a little bit of forethought how we do everything. We really have to think, you know, if we did it this way, what's going to happen? But if we did it this way, what's going to happen? So those little decisions we make, every point along the way, really add up to huge differences. So I'm curious, Dr. Leica, you were originally diagnosed with ALS. Did they revoke that diagnosis? You know, doctors are funny beasts, as you probably realize. If you ask 20 doctors what I, what I have, they'll give you 40 different diagnoses. So, you know, in most things in medicine, we have what's called a working diagnosis, or we have what's called a differential diagnosis. A differential diagnosis is our top bets. And we have the best bet of this being chronic Lyme's disease because I've responded to therapy. But you know, there's many doctors in this world that do not believe chronic Lyme's disease exists. They just won't accept it. So I'm not going to go into an argument with people about what I have. The important thing is I'm living every day. The important thing, I'm doing everything that I can every day, and I move forward. I don't move back. You know, jet pilots do not have rearview mirrors for a reason, and I'm not looking into that rearview mirror. I'm going full steam ahead. Well, thank goodness you had the mental fortitude to start exploring possibilities because if you would have accepted that diagnosis, you probably wouldn't be here talking to me today. You know, that is exactly right, Linda, that if, if you just listen to things and are given what you're given, you're going to have problems. And I'm going to use another analogy. Linda, if you're given lemons, it's probably not a very tasty thing. But if you take those lemons and make lemonade out of them, now there's a sweet treat that you'll probably like. So I think our life's chore is to turn lemons into lemonade. We're all going to be given hardships. We're all going to be given struggles. But it's those hardships and struggles that make us stronger. They make us better. They make us what we are. And without those struggles, we would not be the people we are. So I'm not going to say go out there and struggle on purpose, but I'm saying to everybody to make sure that they turn those struggles into benefits rather than disadvantages. And I think they also help us appreciate the good things that we have in life. You know, you can't understand the peaks of exaltation unless you understand the depths of despair. You can't, you know, if you're in a deep, deep crater, and you see those big, big hills and mountains that are out there, 
you really have a better perspective. And those deep, deep craters are what gives those hills and mountains the perspective that they have. Absolutely. I'd like to thank you for being my guest today, Dr. Laika. Your book is called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. Would you like to share your website or any contact information? Yes, I sure would. So I'd like them to go to a page called fantasticlifebook.com because at that fantasticlifebook.com, everybody will have an opportunity to uh, buy that book and understand everything a bit better. And if they buy it there, I'm giving everybody a real special treat. One is they get free shipping. And secondly, they will be able to help some people in our society. 20% of the proceeds of this book will go directly to help women in shelters, which I, I think right now in this day and age, we have a huge problem going on an absolute problem going on. You know, we're all sequestered to our houses, but abuse is going on at a huge level. So I really want people to realize one of the best things we can do is to give back. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to challenge everybody on this call to do something that they would not regularly do. I'm going to ask them to go out there and do something for their neighbor, maybe get their groceries, cut their lawn, or just see if you can do anything for them. And I'm going to give everybody on this call a special present. If everybody can text me the word golden pearls with S on the end to 1-819-717-2525, I'm going to give them a golden pearl a week for the next 52 weeks. And I want to enhance their life with that. So uh, you'll put that in your notes, Linda, someplace so that they will be able to get that. And also fantasticlifebook.com for somebody who wants to get a copy. Well, thank you for inspiring all of us to dig a little deeper, Dr. Leica. You know, Linda, it was really my pleasure to be on your show. We're going to help spread the word with this. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. Remember, you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube or listen to them on iTunes, Anchor.fm. Come and visit me at ThoughtChange.com and explore what energy medicine can do for you. Bye for now.